and I would love to support you in any way that I can um, as you build your, yeah, your 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 podcast production, sound production, audio engineering uh, company, and building a name for yourself. And I'll I'll leave you with one more thing too. I'm just putting my uh, my business career coach hat on for a second. Um, what I've found, um, whether you're trying to be, there's sort of two sides of the coin when it comes to creative careers. There's the artist side and there's the freelance side. And I'm sure this is re- this will resonate with you. The freelance side is, um, I can do it, whatever you need. Uh, you're in service to someone else. The artist side says, this is my style. I paint with these style of, uh, this style of paint. Uh, I do this kind of work. And the artist side really has full control from, a, from an artistic freedom, a creative freedom perspective. The artist does whatever he or she or they want. And people buy the art because they like what that artist creates. And what the freelance side of the coin can learn from the artist side of the coin is, um, is a term that Seth Godin or a concept that Seth Godin alludes to a lot in a lot of his thought leadership, which is rather than competing in as one of many saying, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm also a voiceover uh, actor or voiceover artist, or I'm also a podcast producer is to come up with a unique thesis, a unique approach to uniquely describe the way in which you do things so that you can stake your flag over here. And then all of the other podcast producers that you would be competing with, they're over here competing for gigs. And you're over here standing away from them saying, if you want a podcast produced, you could go with anyone. But if you want blank, you got to come to me. And whatever that blank is, whatever that, whatever fills that unique positioning statement, and I'm sure this is familiar to you also from your sales days, whatever you can use to describe to say, if you just want X, you can hire anyone off the st- anyone who can do that. They'll do a good job. But if you want this specific thing, whatever that may be, you got to come to me. And what that does is that magnetizes, right? That that forces people to work with you if they want that specific thing. Um, and I love jamming about that, so I'm happy to have another conversation about it. But that's really what I think about in terms of differentiation when we're working for ourselves. In what ways am I different from all the other people doing the same service um, such that I can describe myself differently rather than trying to just be the best of the the best of the group? I'm over here. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. That makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, cool. Well, Cameron, it was a pleasure talking with you. Um, I am going to let you get to your evening in Ireland. And by the way, when are you moving to Barcelona? The 29th of July. So I've uh, two, just over two weeks. Okay, awesome. And, and, you're, and so you're basically just like taking all of your work with you. Like you're, you're fully remote, fully self-employed, and you are just like, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, like you're on this track to become a podcast producer, to become a sound voice audio uh, 
aficionado. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I have two, I have two check-in bags, and one of them will just be, <laughs> it'll just be speakers and interfaces and mics and things like that. So it'll be studio in a bag. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I wish you luck with that move, um, and uh, I will look you up when I'm in Barcelona because I have not been, but I would love to visit. I've been to France a lot. My whole family's in France. Um, so I'm, I'm planning more of a Euro trip with friends. So it'll be great to meet in person one day. Absolutely. I'd love that. And thank you so much for the kind words as well. Yeah. And likewise, thanks again for your patience as I got the record, you know, came up to my office and everything and, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, Jeremy. Best of luck. Thank you. Likewise. Bye. Pronounce your name for me and then just sort of introduce yourself by trade, however you would like to introduce yourself. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Cameron Laird, um, which is an incredibly Scottish name. Uh, it wouldn't be Irish as well, so it, it is quite tricky. Um, I'm a professional voiceover artist based in um, Wicklow in Ireland. I'm also an audio engineer uh, and I'm also a podcast producer as well. And that's why I have the lovely microphone like Jeremy does. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. And you were just teaching me some things about condenser versus dynamic microphones, as well as um, I had never heard of fabric baffles, but uh, that was very helpful as well. Okay, so let's kick back into what what made me all excited and want to want to record this conversation. So <clears throat> I had asked you if you were on LinkedIn because I couldn't find you, then I found you and you were just starting to tell me um, about your start in sales uh, and how you sort of went from sales into freelancing. But then I paused you and I apologize for interrupting you, but thank you for <laughs> being a uh, nope being cool with it so yeah so you started your career in sales and you said you didn't you didn't love it no i didn't well i, I started my proper career in a in a supermarket and then went on to a liquor store <laughs> or, or off license as they're called over here um but yes i started my adult you know professional full-time career in sales it was actually in a call center um in dublin city uh cold calling people uh, in america um, so I'd be working the, the graveyard shift um, and basically fell into the, the sales career um, kind of went through the jobs. I was never too bad at it, but it was never something that I enjoyed. Um, I worked in some great companies and, you know, I, I did have a lot of success. But as I was mentioning to you, it I never felt that it was something that A, I was going to do for the rest of my life or B, something that I'd ever enjoy. Um, and I didn't. Um, so kind of a couple of years ago, um, I decided to pack it all in, um, move back to my parents and start an internship in a recording studio in, uh, in Dublin city. Now, the reason why I did that is because throughout all these years of working in sales, I was a singer in a band. Um, and I'd say the singing kind of did suffer from the fact that I wasn't fully committed to being a musician. I was yeah. fully committed. 40 hours a week to doing a job that I hated. So looking back in hindsight, in, in, in retrospect, you know, I was probably quite miserable because at, at the forefront, I thought I was doing the right thing and being a grown up and earning my way. But underneath, I was actually, you know, being, this was all detrimental to my life and my happiness and things like that, because I should have been doing something, you know, well, like, like I'm doing now, mm -hmm. side, my artistic side. Um, so yeah, will I keep going? 
Yeah, well, one thing that I found interesting was that you said it wasn't so much that you didn't love the sales part of it. It was that you didn't love the companies that you were that you were doing it for. You mentioned that like you felt like you weren't you weren't compelled by what those companies were about or like why you were showing up to work each day. Yeah, so I suppose like I'm not bad at sales and sales exists all around us. It's 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 you know, it's not necessarily a business, it's a concept of life. And one thing that I'll always say is you know what I'm doing now and being a freelancer and acquiring all of these scale that the sales skill set that I've amassed over the last few years is invaluable and it's great and I, I am able to hustle and follow up and you know get deals and get business as a freelancer and I, I'll, I'll never you know I'll never hate hate myself for that but definitely as a younger man and working in companies where some of the time I didn't really believe in the product I was selling um I had to be passionate about stuff that I didn't really care about yeah and to do that for so many years and to burn out and to be like like what am I doing why am I working in telecommunications or working you know selling software it was taking away from any of those companies but it wasn't what i should have been doing myself with my time spending my time so giving it all up was it was hard thing to do because it's you're you're messing with your identity you're messing with what you feel that you should be doing but it was definitely sitting here before you the the best decision i've ever made (laughs) that's amazing to hear yeah i mean um so the 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 brand the company that I'm recording this podcast for uh that I that I have been building on my own is called Inspiring Careers. And the domain when we first purchased that domain it was just to host a, a little free tool um that would basically show you one company at a time with why that company was important. Why like just personally, why, why I felt like that company was important. And so these are companies that are trying to solve big problems in the world, uh, maybe have really inspiring culture, like they really invest in their workplace culture. The, the kind of companies that would really make you excited about, about going to work every single day and, and not burn out. Because what I discovered was when we do work that feels fulfilling beyond the financial aspects um we can not only can we tend to do more of it without burning out we do better work and we become better husbands dads friends community members it sort of lights up all the other areas of our life and so that that little uh, that free mini tool has since turned into I'm doing um, um, like career coaching programs for job seekers and entrepreneurs, like freelancers and stuff. And I love shedding light on stories like that. As soon as somebody tells me, oh, yeah, I was doing it and I was good at it, but I was burning out. And <laughs> what I really wanted to get into was that. And so. So I like I had to so thank you for again for uh for having this conversation with me. So you started your um I'll say audio career uh at the Camden Recording Studios in Dublin City, right? Yep. And you were there for a few months and guess, guess what happened? What's that? 
It's what happened while I was only there for four months. The dreaded, the dreaded COVID struck, so I had to, I had to stay at home. It was dreadful. Okay, so that's yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Then, I mean, what did you, what did you take away from there, and how did that sort of, how did Camden Recording Studios um, act as a launching point? for what has turned into studio management at Abbey Creative, uh, voiceover, podcast. Yeah, how did it act as like a, a launching pad for you? Yeah, that's, it's a great way to put it because that's exactly what it was. Uh, it, it changed everything. And I, I went there, you know, I was 28, um, hadn't a clue about any of this stuff. Um, but I knew it was something that I had to do because I'd been in that studio already as a singer and I knew the studio manager, he was a good friend and he, he said, listen, um, we'll, you know, come in every day, we'll teach you the ropes. And for the first while, for most of it, to be honest, I was making tea and coffee and I was setting up microphones and putting them away and coming in at 10 and leaving at 10 and, you know, sitting in the background, nothing glamorous whatsoever. Now, I did meet some cool people. There was a bit of glamour, I won't lie. I I met some famous some people which I really I I loved that about the place and I loved the place as well the team that worked there were great but as I mentioned COVID struck um the, you know that and many many other businesses had to shut down for the foreseeable future and I moved back here to my family house and I knew I had to keep the train train running because I couldn't go back to doing you know jobs that I had kind of fell fell upon in the past yeah so, um. I took out a loan from my local credit union um, and I bought a huge amount of equipment. I rented a small office in my local town and I went out essentially to start to open my own podcast studio. At the end of Camden Recording Studios, one of my, I was beginning to get some responsibility and some of that was to look after and record the podcasts that would come in because it was a music studio there'd be podcasts in there as well. So yeah. I was able to, um, you know, stay in the studio and press play and press pause and save the file and whew, not delete anything, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I knew that, you know, I could open a podcast studio. I couldn't bring in the Kings of Leon and record a 12-track album. I couldn't do that. But I could definitely record two people who want to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, it was a little bit ambitious, um, you know, didn't really get off the ground. I live in the middle of nowhere. No one was really, you know, there weren't big podcasters around, but I did have all of this gear and I knew that I always wanted to be a voiceover artist because my dad um, is, a, is, a, is a trained actor, uh, as is my stepmom, and it was always kind of in my blood and I knew I could do it, so I wasn't going to let this gear go to waste. And I, yeah, I started, I started from square one. I started doing $5 um, gigs. Um, that kind of snowballed and you know they're a little bit bigger now as well uh started doing a course as well in sound design and post-production um as well and then just kind of recording recording podcasts as well remotely so what started off as, as this bricks and mortar studio turned into this kind of while i did have this space you know there was just so much more opportunity to work remotely uh, as well and it's you know i i've a, a few freelance jobs at the moment i'm looking to hopefully get this with pigeon loans as well which is why i'm talking to you as well and the remote you know learning all of this stuff in terms of hardware but also software how to have these conversations how to sound good even when we're on opposite sides of the world it wouldn't have been possible if i didn't quit all of the terrible you know 
line, career line that I was on, start in the studio, go back and just, and that's advice that I'd give. Just make sure that you rent a space, have your own space, make the investment and just start learning. And it doesn't, unfortunately, uh, it takes a bit of time. And but, money, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and money. Still paying off that loan. Well, but it's, 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 it's inspiring um, that you took that leap, that you chose to take out that loan. Um, I've never taken out a loan for business or, um, or like creative ventures of any kind. I've always either self-funded from the start, bootstrapped with customer revenue, or, um, <clears throat> or that's it. <laughs> so it's like do that that's way better than having to take out a loan it's why i wish i could have done that you know i'll be able to do that going forward like self-learning and right you know, that way but absolutely if you if you didn't have to take out a loan no one should you know right it's one of those things where it's like it the the tool is available and if you're smart with it and if you are very compelled by you know very intentional about how you're going to use it and how you're going to pay it back and everything and you strike me as that guy. I mean, you, you, as you just described, you, you knew that you could make it as a voiceover artist. You, you felt very called to doing that. Um, and so it made sense. You weren't just taking out a loan to figure it out, to figure out what you were going to do. You knew what you wanted to do. You had, you had a plan and that I think is a, the right time to take out a loan. Yeah, I, I will say this, like I just moved out of said studio there last week um, okay. because I'm moving to, to Barcelona with my girlfriend, one of the joys of remote working, <laughs> um, but <laughs> moving out of the studio and I was kind of like, oh God, the amount of stuff I'm going to have to sell now, but all of the stuff that I did buy with my loan, I still have and use and, you know, don't want to sell and, and find a place. So I was very kind of proud of my purchase list that I used the loan money for. So you're yeah. absolutely, don't, don't take it alone and be like, wing it. Make sure you, you know what you need to get before you think of the figure. Cause then you might get into trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be more, more, um, more intentional, honestly, is how I've just been describing. Yeah. So, so just to clarify something is Abbey creative studio. Is that your company? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it was going to be the name of the studio. But then I just coined it as my remote uh, service offering online as well. So it'd be me doing voiceovers, me doing audio editing, sound design, Foley, whatever it might be uh, as well. So it's it's a freelance brand. Yeah. Necessarily be the, the bricks and mortar studio that it initially set out to be. No problem. Yeah, my first agency uh, <clears throat> was essentially a shell uh, for, for, for myself as a freelancer, it was called conscious creative. I still have it. Um, what's that? I'll be creative and conscious creative. It's, it's good, uh, <laughs> good name usage there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a blast. And like we did the agency thing. So I ended up bringing in, uh, bringing in a partner and bringing in a couple people, uh, for a time. And then, um, my, my partner who was focused on growth, sort of had a harder and harder time selling. We, you know, I'll just leave it at like, we both had shit going on and, and the thing sort of fell apart for a time. Um, but yeah, it was initially, um, it was initially that it was initially just a, a 
shell, a sort of um, spaceless shell of a name that identified, you know, us as a brand. And so a vessel. Yeah. 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 And so what now the path that you're on, um, and by the way, like you've got interview valet listed on your, uh, your LinkedIn, your podcast relationship manager for them. Is that, is that a client and you're hosting their podcast or what is that? No, so interview valet is one of my was one of my is one of my jobs at the moment. So they they do hire me as a freelancer, but I would be a relationship manager for them. So basically, what I do for them is I reach out to uh, podcasts around the world on behalf of the clients of interview valet, and I book them. I try to book them on onto what podcasts they want to get on. So there's kind of a. Uh, a kind of a machine that works with you know the client account managers who look after the um clients of interview valet and then i would be a prm their podcast relationship manager who will reach out on behalf of these clients and build relationships with the hosts of all of these shows as well so someone wanted to build their they were coming kind of a career guidance a career guide that wanted to get onto your show you'd receive an email from me going hey jeremy is there any chance of a slot for this client as well? I see. So fitting kind of into like the PR category. Yeah, kind of more. Yeah, kind of more of a booking a booking agency as well. But it's more, it's way more focused on relationships and conversations and things like that. But again, that's what you know forced me to kind of or was attractive to me about the pigeon loans job as well because I knew that producing the podcast is one thing, but you know booking the guests is another. And I have so much experience doing that with interview valet but also from my sales career when i would be cold emailing and linkedin in mailing and doing demo calls and things like that as well so it's in my blood at this stage i've been doing it so long yeah for sure for sure um well i i know we're at time do you have like 10 more minutes yeah absolutely okay cool appreciate you so much um so what I'm curious about here is like you you're doing podcast relationship management for interview valet. That's kind of like, I feel like that's like here. And then you've got Abby creative studio, which is your core where you're offering voiceover. Uh, so these voiceover services, um, like sound design, Foley, uh, audio production, mixing and mastering. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so anything relating to uh, sound content, audio content, audio creative stuff, including but not limited to your voice. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose, you know, going forward, I kind of, you know, Interview Valet is great and, and, and I love them, but, you know, it's, it's, it's only a part of my week. I, I'm kind of very focused on doing as much as I can uh, with, with my weeks these days. Uh, the voiceover artist um, stuff, you know, that kind of looks after itself. It wouldn't be as um, gradual as an income as I would like, um, but it's something that I keep going. What I'm really focused on at the moment is, is podcasts as an industry. And while Interview Valet is great, it is more of an educational role in terms of how the industry works, how mm. podcast works as a business, as a marketing tool. And that's one thing. But I'm also really focused on podcasting as an art form, you know, podcast interviews. I love that. 
rated podcast. So, you know, my favorite podcasts are uh, shamelessly Joe Rogan. I listen to, I listen to him every day. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. You either, you either love him or you hate him. (laughs) People that hate him don't listen to the three or four hour length podcasts. That's right. Look at the clips on YouTube and they, they make their own opinions, but that's neither here nor there. I, but I also love shows um, like Score, um, the podcast where there's you know a group of guys and girls talk about the movie scores of films and things like that, and even like really stupid like Two Bears One Cave, which is a podcast with Tom Segura, Tom Segura. which is ridiculous and not educational or anything like that. <laughs> it's entertaining. So while Interview Valet, I, I'm learning so much and I love the job so much. It's teaching me so much about how that side of the industry works. I also want to move into another facet of podcast production as well. And where that starts, I don't know. But eventually, I, I want to be a podcast producer. Um, and maybe a host, maybe not. I, I, have the, I, have the, I know I have the vocal ability to be a host, or to at least do the intro anyway. But um, depending on you know where I end up, I do, in the next five years, want to be producing podcasts and a a few different formats and a few different genres. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to chat more about that offline because, um, one thing that I'm trying to do differently with this business, inspiring careers compared to the, the brands and companies that I've had in the past is like really, really like, like, like build the team this time. I've had I've had trouble in the past of trying to do everything myself, um, and I'm one of those people who is like relatively good at everything I apply myself to, but I'm not necessarily the best at it or anywhere close to it. I'm like I'm like good enough at anything that I do, and so I can make excuses that oh, I can just do it all myself. But this time I'm serious about building something that is going to have ten times more impact than I would be capable of having myself. Um, and so, and I've I've tried overproducing podcasts in the past. I tried doing the whole NPR thing with the the narration and the music and the you know what's that design as well some some podcasts have a full soundscape with birds and everything it's mad yeah exactly and it's it's amazing when you can put the resources behind that uh to achieve that but it was so unrealistic for i mean i had i had one person helping me at that time uh but he he was primarily on the video side not on the audio side and so what i'm doing this time is even though we're recording video and maybe i'll put this on youtube because youtube is still a great way to sort of spread uh spread a spread a brand um i'm really focusing exclusively on the audio side and i'm getting i'm getting great feedback already from people that are that are listening friends and friends of friends and i can see it starting to spread people who are interested in career stories like this and and career conversations um but i'm focusing on the audio which makes it a lot easier to sort of produce something and ship it and also i am not doing all of that extra i would say that like the the I'm doing the 20% that gets 80% of the results, right? And what I would like to do, and so we should we should talk offline about this at some point, is the 80%, whether this is an accurate representation of how much work it is relative to the whatever, but like that extra post-production 
podcast production work that takes it from a nine conversation quality four listening experience to nine and ten uh like really bringing up that listening experience in terms of that production value that would that would be something i would love to to talk more about yeah absolutely and that's one like they're just finishing up a course now in sound design and it's for movies and tv it's for av industries but i i know from listening to some podcasts you won't have the, the the visual but some podcasts have a huge amount of sound design put into them and yeah. they win awards and things like that and they're just you know honey in the ears yeah then you the likes of joe rogan and they ha- he has the weird midi intro music that he's had for 10 years and it's terrible but it's him and then he just has the two of them now he's a great studio but it's nothing it's nothing special it's just two sure microphones and I'm sure it's tweaked a little bit at the end, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's potential there for for podcast, and there's it, it's not it's not stopping this growth of this industry. It's not going anywhere. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and there's going to be whatever you're watching, whatever you're streaming. There will be audio alternatives to this as well, and there's an art to that, and how you can make it work. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that, Cameron. Okay, so um, in in closing here. You are on a track. Your goal is to build a, you said you have the goal of, of becoming a podcast producer. Um, you mentioned hosting potentially as well. Um, but what's your, what's your hesitation there? I wouldn't have a hesitation. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be as much as a focus focus in terms of saying, you know, Cameron Laird Incorporated when it comes to, you know, my podcast uh, production company. Um, I don't want to just have to be hosting every one of them. I want to be behind the scenes. I want to, I want to be filming some of them. I want to have video component podcasts. I want to do everything. But of course, I'll always be speaking. I'll always be talking. I've been using my voice nonstop now for the last year since I've, you know, bought all this, all this gear. It's it's part of me and I want to do voiceovers as well. And I'd love to, I'd love to act as well. I think, and I don't mean to, to sound vague or to go off on a tangent, but it is to do with what I've spoke about. As long as I'm happy with what I'm doing, as long as I'm creating and I'm proud of the work that I'm doing, because I, I've spent so many years not being proud of what I was doing. Um, I had money in the bank. I, I had a nice place to live. Um, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, I was always making excuses for, for, for doing what I do because people knew my potential. They do like, aren't, aren't you in a band? Like, don't like, you have a great voice. Like, what do you, what do you do? And I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> so going forward is just, these are all goals that I have. The voiceovers, the sound design, the podcast production, opening my own studio properly this time with no COVID. These are all goals that I have because I know that. Even if one of them worked out, I will be proud of myself for for it working out. You know, yeah. So that's the, that's the that's the mindset I'm in at 30 years of age. Hopefully, it's the same when I'm 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I love to hear that. Um, what I've found with hosting, what makes great, what what has made me feel like a successful podcast host for the other podcasts that I've hosted and now for my own is purely um 
Okay, I'm I'm just going off the dome here. The 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 main thing that I have found is sort of the the differentiator is curiosity. Genuine curiosity. Everything else can be excused if you're not the most uh, eloquent speaker, if you don't have the best voice, if you don't have the best equipment. None of that stuff matters as much as is the host genuinely interested in the guest. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, you're going to have great conversation. I'm going to take that with me. That's noted. <laughs> so, um, well, listen, man, it's great to, great to connect with you. I sent you a connection request on LinkedIn so we can stay in touch. All right. And yeah, so thank you, Cameron, for uh, agreeing to do this. Um, like I said, I could just, I could just tell that it's going to be a, it's going to be a great story and, and just like great conversation. Uh, career conversation. So um, a little background uh, for those who are listening, since I do very minimal audio post-production, uh, which allows me to just ship and move on with my life. <laughs> um, I'm talking to Cameron, who is in Ireland, and I'm going to have you by the way, if you want to connect with Cameron or hire him for his work as a voiceover artist, sound designer, singer, uh, podcast producer, any of those things, you can find him on Fiverr. He's at fiverr.com slash Abby Creatives. So A-B-B-E-Y Creatives with an S at the end. Uh, and you can also find him on Instagram at Cam the Lemon. And on Twitter at Abby Creative One. But my guess is that Fiverr is going to be the quickest and best way to get in touch with him. He and his team uh, have glowing reviews, seriously amazing reviews from the clients that they've worked with. Uh, so if you want to connect with him in that capacity, you can do that on, again, fiverr.com with two R's slash Abby Creatives. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.